You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Back for another week. Uh, obviously joined by my darling friend at my right today. Mm. Not in front of me, at my right, Edward Simpson, how are you? I'm very well, mate. Uh, going back to basics, sitting on your right. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's nice. To but there is a reason why. There is. Now, we promised at the start of this year, 2020 was obviously the year of the punter and the dribbler. Yeah. Content aplenty. Yeah. yeah. Not just your weekly uh, yarn, dribble and yarn, mm. but obviously focusing heavily on more interviews, not just with elite athletes, but also people... Who are just elite by trade. But also people that like their sport. Like their sport. Elite and like their sport. Yes. So they're the two conditions. Now, with that in mind, it uh, gives us great pleasure to introduce a friend of ours, friend of the show. Yeah, friend of the show. Uh, actor of both the stage and the screen. One Luke A thespian. Bracey, a thespian of sorts. <laughs> Luke Bracey, how are you? I'm fantastic. Uh, thank you, Dad. <laughs> Thomas, congratulations! Thank cheers you. to that. Let's cheers. Uh, cheers to that. Little Evie, little Evie, and uh, uh, Warrior S. Stephanie, the Balkan Bulldog herself. Um, Edward, always a pleasure. Never it's always a, chore. a pleasure to see you. And uh, most importantly, to all the P's and D's out there. Yes, all the punters mm. and dribblers. You're one of the OG, the earliest punters and dribblers. Oh, I'm. I need a bib. Yes, you do. Need yeah. A, Look, a uh, well, there. bibs are coming. Bibs are coming. We do. Uh, bibs we, on route. We've promised another bib to uh, Hugh Allerton, who's, who's a friend of the show. And still also, give us some Rosina he Rose. owes us Rosina Rose, but he he also, we, I think, owe him a bib. Maybe there's a trade there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I thought the ad was for the Rose, but that's all right. By the by, sore point. We'll move on. Um, so, for those of you that don't know, Luke, he uh, has acted in some big time Hollywood movies. Uh, Hacksaw Ridge, uh, Point Break 2, with Pierce Brosnan in November, man. man. Feel free to shout out any of the big ones I may have left out. G.I. Joe Silver Surfer with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> Silver yeah, Surfer? Huge. I don't know. It's just got retaliation. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the Ring of Silver Surfer. Dude, it actually sounded pretty yeah, good, yeah, but I think yeah. that might be taken from another movie. Well, I think the Silver Surfer is yeah, a comic book fan. Fantastic yeah. Four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I tried, but also uh, Monte Carlo. Also, yeah. Monte Carlo. Monte Car- if you like, you boys love your rom coms. We do love our rom coms. Monte Carlo, which we which we left off the list. We did, and that wasn't on purpose. I, no. might, I might have you know, that was a but. For the P's and D's looking for a nice rom-com to carry them through out of a good bouncing, to allow them to bounce back, Yes. add Monte Carlo to the list. And Best of Me. That's, yes. That's, that's a bit of a... That's a bit of a it's that's, a bit of a sadder that's a one. That's a Nicholas Sparks special. Yeah, it's a bit sadder. But, but it's dripping but in rom-com. What, dripping in it's romantic comedy it. You don't mind a rom-com. And, oh, I actually did like my first proper one, uh, middle of 2019, I just filmed one. And that I had so much fun. What is? Great. Can you what? So what's the? Because this is I. This is we're allowed to talk about the movie. Yeah. yeah. yeah so this is quintessential rom com, which is what we've sort of spoken about. Oh, where it's it like storyline is not really believable, but that's not the point. It's just about how these two good-looking people get together. Yeah. Form a bond, separate for some reason, mm. but then are brought back together ultimately for a happy ending. And you know what? To put the cherry on the top, to just make it a hallow sport punter and dribbler <laughs> rom com in its in its essence. Yeah. I play a golf pro. <laughs> just a dribbler at a, at a golf course oh, in Chicago. And she meets you at the lessons. course? No, I don't meet her at the course, but like that's just, that's just, your that's just my job. Yeah. And so, but is there is there some sort of like 
I should have made it and there's some damage and pain behind those eyes no, it, pro, is that it? was that was more my backstory that I okay, used yeah, for yeah. the character <laughs> and that wasn't more pain it was more that he just couldn't be bothered he was like alright he was like ah I can't really be bothered going on the tour. I'll just like make some money teaching rich people how to, how to hit, hit, hit a golf ball. Yeah, content, um, content in the simple life. Exactly, exactly. Mm. No, but it's a, it's, it's, it's a funny flick. It's going to come out on Netflix, uh, November twenty twenty, and it's, it is it's, called. It's called Holiday. Now that's because they go on dates. Okay, you just give us a. I'll, I'll give you a little yeah, like yeah, rundown. Yeah. So basically, I and this guy called Jackson, um, who uh, he kind of opens on. Uh, I, I, I'm, my co-star is Emma Roberts. And kind Love of opens. Emma. Oh, she's great. Well, one she's related to one of the great rom-com queens exactly. herself in it's Julia in her Roberts. It's in, it's, her in her it's in her blood. She's the queen of the rom-com. <laughs> it's huge. Um, so it opens on us having these kind of awkward Christmases. So her awkward Christmas, she's with her family and they're a bit crazy. And it's, that you know, she's just broken up with someone. So she's getting a bit of sympathy and all that stuff. Her younger brother proposes to his girlfriend. And she's like, okay, this is... This is not a great Christmas. Younger and brother then, as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then intercut with me and I'm on this date with this girl. And basically, as a, before I walk in the door to this date, I'm like, your parents know this is just like our third date, right? Like, you know, they go, ah, she goes, oh my God. Like, I don't even think I told them you were coming. And I walk <laughs> in and they're in like matching Christmas sweaters. Jackson, you're so much more handsome than the photos. And I'm like, photos? And they're just this whack family. And it just intercuts between our awful Christmases. The next day... We go and um, exchange our gifts that we got at the mall the next day. And we run into each other at the line and we're just making fun of each other and some nice, you know, witty repartee. Flirts, just flirting. You, know, you need some Hepburn early Hepburn and Tracy stuff, just Love back it. and forth. And then we come up with this idea that going on dates on holidays is ridiculous. There's so much pressure. It's just never going to work is out. Is there a it's, scene, it's can ridiculous. I just ask to interrupt you, where you're both standing there and you both start like saying, like progressing the conversation with like, and who really even needs a date anyway? And then she's like, I mean, seriously, like what's going on? You go to Christmas and then like you're slowly like building. Yeah. A little like, bit. Yeah. I love it. hundred percent. It's so good. It's so good. And so uh, we come up with this idea that we're going to be each other's holidays. Oh my so, god, it's so, perfect. So it's 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 Boxing Day, right? Day after Christmas. So I go, well, what are you doing for New Year's Eve? I've got tickets to this party. I just don't want to go and 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 have some chick go batshit because I don't drop a knee at midnight. And mm. she's like, uh, okay, fine. So that's how it starts. Right? Okay, great. and we go on from there, and then we progress through. We only see each other on the holidays. Like we don't talk in between the holidays. We only see. She's each your other. holiday She's date. She's a holiday. Yeah, holiday. So basically, Brilliant, unless dude. unless you've got unless something comes up, like all oh, good, just let me know. But after after kind of New Year's Eve, I'm like, so what about Valentine's Day? She's like, that's three months away. And then cut to Valentine's Day. Neither of us have dates. I run into her in the mall again, and she's run into her ex-boyfriend, and I kind of save her. I'm like, you should have called me. You know, what's going on? And she's like, oh, it's just a bit embarrassed. I'm like, that's the whole point of the holiday. You don't have to be embarrassed. There's no judgment. It's just, it's easy. Like, Brilliant. You know, and, and then, you know, there's, a, there's a few little things going on. I say the wrong thing a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it, then it just progresses. The next one's, what, uh, St. Patrick's Day, and then it's... Easter, and then it's Mother's Day, and then it's Fourth of July, yeah, and then it's right. uh, Halloween, and then, and then someone then... falls in love. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, we said this was going to just be a holiday. <laughs> like some some stuff happens. But I I'm the... falling for you, and I, can't I had the help scene it. with my mate at the golf course where I'm like, mate, something happened, man. There was a there was a change. There was a shift. 
It's not it's not platonic anymore. They love they and, you love know, in the do you end do you, you got to have the best mate. You've got to have the best you mate. Have the best and mate. you do they, they, they bond over some who, sporting shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The best like mate you bond over. Who's in girlfriend. the finals? Who's playing in the NBA finals? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's great. And, and so then, do you end the movie on holidays? Well, we don't want to ruin. We, we don't want to ruin the movie. But basically, it progresses through each of the holidays throughout the year. Um, it's obviously it's American film so there's Thanksgiving and then it culminates on kind of the, the last Christmas I predict I'm not going to say what I predict but I predict that I know what how it ends in terms of like the whole the, mate the, I can see it in my head the, already the rom-com tropes the things that get me bouncing back yeah, yeah. Why I love rom coms. What gets the P's and the D's back to where they need to be, exactly. ready to tackle another week <laughs> look, with gusto. Some look, guys, it's so an we... ice cold Coca Cola and a and a dirty KFC. Which my go to. That's box. it. It's the best. That's what it is. It's the best. It's, that is it's celluloid. The form. best. Yes, and a happy ending. I need a and Always. not a and I mean a, a true. You know, oh that was all good. I could almost fall asleep. Now. Mate, if you no, didn't no, get a happy is. ending when you were trying to bounce back, it could it could be the <laughs> end here. <laughs> It could be the end of you, mate. I mean, you know, absolutely. Right? It could be no, tough. No, you got to kind of have an idea of what it is because there are some. I tell you what, I watched it trying to bounce back. <laughs> Fuck, this was bad. It was called like the English Patient or some shit. Oh, what the English Patient, <laughs> yeah, dude? Yeah, and it dude, was like also it's four hours long. Yeah, but, well, I know that, but I mean, it was a full Sunday, right? And it was Ray Fiennes yes. her, on Beyond Recognition, yes. and he dies at the end. Oh and I'm like, God. I was like, this is fucking horrible. I was expecting like Who? some like English, like you know, sex scenes and shit. And it was like, but I'm like, the whole time Ray Fiennes is in a bed, like. Burnt so horribly. He's a World War II like, pilot and he's like saved <laughs> in the north of Africa. Man, it and was. And what's the French name? French lady name takes care of him? I don't know, but she was gorgeous. Oh. But then everyone dies. And I'm just like, oh Juliet my God. Juliet Minoche? I don't fucking I don't know, know, dude. Deal. I was trying to bounce back. Did you get that deal. from Seinfeld? No, dude. I just that's saw it on like a, a, I saw it on like a Stan or a, or a fucking... Oh, that's balls. <laughs> I didn't know what it was, dude. I just saw like two attractive people. English patient could be a laugh. I think, what's his character's name? Lawrence Caravaggio, I think his name. Yeah. Might be something but, like that. Which is one of the all-time like uh, pseudonyms. If you're looking to like not put your name down on something, Lawrence Caravaggio. What do you mean? Like if you don't want to put your real name down on a form or a hotel reservation or something like that... What a great suit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. A nom de plume, if you will. Oh, wow. <laughs> Lawrence Caravaggio. Nom That's an de all... plume. Have you got a nom de plume? I do. Can, we, do. Well, Can we hear I it? Mean, like, nah. We can't hear nom de plume. <laughs> well, then it's not a nom de plume. Yeah, that's true. Well, take it and tweak something about it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe change a letter. Uh, it's got something to do with my parents' names. Oh, I know, okay. I know what the nom de plume is. I yeah, think, I think yeah, we've seen yeah. that because he's had it on his his Facebook once upon a time. I think not that anyone here look. look they might know. Yeah, it now. yeah, I mean, look. Does Do my future hold a non diploma for me? So. I'd like to think I'd so. I'd like to think that there is a non diploma in my future. When I'm getting swamped by is, P's and D's. Yeah, it's Shane P. <laughs> <laughs> Every day of the week. <laughs> what was Shane K's? What's his? What's his test number? Ooh. That's a huge yeah, trivia it's, question. It's got a three in it. That's, That's for sure. You know he's question. come out with tequila, uh, with uh, gin. Shane, shame one seven oh eight gin. <laughs> but he oh gets away God. with it. If you of want a baggy course. green, please send us in a bottle of seven oh eight gin. Yes. You can't guarantee a baggy green. Well, person. look, look. I, mean, I can guarantee you this: if you don't send one in, you won't get one. <laughs> <laughs> And then we'll go from there. And we'll go there. But if you send one in, you've bettered your chances. Yeah, yeah certainly. certainly. Um, so, also, obviously, you started uh, on the Australian institution, Home and Away. Could you just explain to the P's and D's how close you were to not even going 
to the audition. Like oh, you've yeah. now had a fucking what ten year career in acting, yeah. and there was literally a point where it was like, "Fuck, man!" Like it kind of happened just by fluke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was yeah. I, I kind of the 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 initial phase. The initial phase. Yeah, it was, it was never my plan to do this as a job. I mean, who like I grew up on the northern beaches of Sydney. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, God's country. Go manly. Go always. manly. Fucking oath. Um, and I just. I mean, it's a ridiculous thing to think you're going to go and make movies in America. It, it's just ridiculous. Yes. And I never thought of it, never thought of it, ever, never wanted to do it. And I got asked to audition for Home and Away. There was some circumstances before that. Went to school with a bloke whose old man was involved in TV production and stuff like that. So um, he kind of put my name through to a casting agent in Sydney. Got a call one Thursday. I just, uh, it was a year after school. Got a call on Thursday saying like, hey, Luke, it's so-and-so from the casting agent. Um, we'd love you to come in and audition for Home and Away next Tuesday, if possible. I said, ah, yeah, sure, no worries. Like, send me through the scenes and I'll learn them and I'll see you on Tuesday. As soon as I hung up the phone, I completely forgot about it because my parents were going away for a six-week holiday on the Monday. And I've just left school, I've been like seven months out of school, something like that house myself for six weeks it was that was the only thing on my mind Mm. it was calling you dribblers and saying what time are you going to be there I'll be home after dropping mum and dad off the airport at 11 o'clock and got into with some work on that Monday Mm -hmm. Um, some other friends of the show came up and kind of said my folks live up near kind of Palm Beach way and um, asked oh isn't Home and Away filmed up near here I was like oh you're kidding me (laughs) I'm supposed to go on audition for that tomorrow and I'm half cut it's three o'clock in the afternoon. I go, oh, screw it. I'm not going to do it. I, I, I'm playing rugby. I was working with my daddy. He's got a construction company, a building company, home improvements company. I was like, nah, screw it. And then a couple of boys were like, nah, just call them up. See if you can just do put it. Put it back a day. Yeah. You know, what's going on? I'm like, okay, sweet. So I called them up. Said, oh, look, something's come up for work. Can I come in on, on uh, Wednesday? They said, yeah, no worries. Come in Wednesday morning. And... Uh, <laughs> And so for the rest of the day, I just got blind. There was nothing I could do then. And I woke up the next day and a couple of our mates were there and I just learnt the scenes and just said, oh, I'll try and sound like a human. I went in on the Wednesday, did the audition in the morning. We went out that Wednesday night and I stayed in your living room at your old place. My parents um, may have been away also. Yeah, well, who knows? <laughs> and I was rudely awoken after not enough hours of sleep to a phone call saying hi Luke it's so and so from this casting agent you got the job on home and away next day next day Trey Palmer next day. Trey Palmer okay, of, was, Trey Palmer. He was, what, was he in a gang no, we he he was, was, no a, I was a lone ranger yeah he, he was, was a lone, a lone, lone he, ranger well, he predated the Ruby boys oh yeah blew yeah. up a bus I attempted to. Tempted that was that was that was like the end of my yeah, storyline. Yeah. But what I did in six months as a person, I mean, you'd lock him up. Yeah, oh, fuck. Would, you would. He's I mean, blowing up a bus in, in Home and Away, blowing up a bus is sort of par for the course. Yes. In day to day life, like that's one of the most like maladjusted human beings you'll ever come across mate, in your life. Mate, that's, that many... that's life in Goulburn. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. But Trey's probably at school the next week. Yeah, oh, yeah, like go out. see the counselor. Yeah. Fucking hell. It was it was yeah, it was um, my storyline was hilariously entertaining, really fun. They are though. I again, look, it sort of it sort of swims along the rom-com vein for me in Australia oh, like yeah. neighbors oh, home yeah. and away like I can find a lot of enjoyment in the storylines the uh, do you know what my favorite thing about You're home a and neighbors away? fan, weren't neighbors you? Neighbors and home and away. My favorite thing about any of those shows is the wardrobe. Because it's like oh, I they had a dress of people to look normal and they oh, don't. It it's mm. almost like 
it's in, it's impossibly normal, but it just drives me fucking up the wall. Leather cuffs. I had a couple. I had a couple. Yeah, shitloads of them. Yeah, or you're always in like you. singlets. I had a great. Singlets. I had a couple of great like, you know, like green or red t-shirt with like, kind of a faded motor faux motorcycle company. Yes, and like a fucking you know. necklace. There's just yeah, always I like think I had a, a silver chain oh, necklace well, or something like that. It does my head the P's and D's may not know this, but I also too was on home and away. Yeah, uh, as an extra. Get, get out of here. As an extra. Alarm. Right. Alarm. So I'm an alarm. I'm an alarm. Um, <laughs> tunnel buddies, as it were. So <laughs> they used, We used to go out there to fucking, uh, where was it, Redfern? Oh, oh, was it? You were yeah, at Redfern. Yeah, we were, we were at, When I was on, we were at Epping, and then they moved to Redfern when yeah, I finished. Yeah. And they'd always be like, pack a bag of clothes, right? And they'd go... Always sew in some a bit fruity, like a bit like the center. <laughs> so you know, like that could be like a, a bright blue t-shirt with a V-neck, that sort a of thing. Hawaiian and they would shirt. always put you in it. Always, always. right? So they they always going for that. They're always, you need that. Going you need for that, that look. punch. That, yeah, yeah. That punch. You need yeah, the yeah, punch. Yeah. yeah, and that's all of all the wardrobe in all of those shows is it's all punch, and yeah. that's why I sit there and I'm like, oh my god, this is so, dude. I'm like Steph, come check out this fucker's t-shirt. <laughs> oh my god! Did you uh, did you ever interact with the extras? Because it was always funny. Like in between scenes, we'd be like fucking behind this cage or like grouped together like 30 sweaty individuals, and there was always like old weird people that wanted to make it an acting, thinking they were going to get picked up at being an extra. Right, like Do you they know might what I mean? get a chance I mean, to rat. What's and his name? they they're always like, oh yeah, they will be doing afternoon tea, but you're gonna have to wait until um, you know the main cast have gone through it. And so there was always this awkward five minutes to the end where there's a little bit of interaction where it's like, okay, it's time for you to go and get some food. The scraps. And there was some stragglers like your kind still hanging around, sort of <laughs> working their way through what was left. And there was this awkward interaction where you said they were forced to talk to you, but then there was guys that were super keen to talk to them. I mean, Did you I, have any of that? I mean, I don't remember it all. I mean, I still like, you obviously still work with extras through there through obviously every job you do. And there's this kind of, there is something about it. Cause there are some dribblers. Yeah. There are some absolute dribblers. Absolutely. I had a guy actually filming holiday the first, <laughs> the first day of filming on holiday last year. I um I did GI Joe retaliation like you said Silver I'm Surfer actually GI Joe Silver Surfer I'm prepared to rebrand it GI <laughs> Joe don't fear the Reaper yeah. um, and I played uh, Cobra Commander in it and like that's like a legendary bad guy in comics I mean there's so many dribblers that love this Cobra Commander guy and it was first day of, of holiday and I'm walking I'm playing I'm on this golf course filming we're about to do some shots and I walk past the group of extras and there's this like 40 50 year old bloke and he just goes. Cobra Commander and does this like Cobra Commander suit that was a little too close to like what they were doing in Germany in like oh, the 40s. Yeah. Like this, I, it was obviously <laughs> he something from the comics crossed. or whatever like that, but it was like, and he just like stood up and was like at attention, like Cobra. And I was like, oh, uh, yeah, bro. Like, uh, did you salute back? No. <laughs> it was, so I was like, I just gave him a thumbs up. Thanks, bro. Like, appreciate it. Like, because I had no idea what he was doing, but I thought, oh, it's obviously. G.I. Joe thing but yeah this is some sort that was, of that was probably the gnarliest interaction with a, with a, with an extra I've had they're out there bro but I'll I tell you one really like, this is actually a funny story from um, from Home and Away days I was doing this scene with the legend himself Alf Stewart Ray Mar. yes mm. also for the P's and D's great bit of trivia Ray Mar played 5-8 for Queensland under 19's Queensland rugby. Get fucked. Did he really? Good rugby player. Right? Is that Union? right? Rugby Union. 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 Yeah, good player. Strong really? man, stern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Captain yeah. the ship. Yeah, you yeah. can. But he's also. I mean, like... you can't steer 
Summer Bay through the tumultuous couple of decades it's been in without having some wherewithal. Yeah, yeah that's true. Without Cyclones, steering, without, earthquakes. without steering a team around the paddock. No, you're right. Um, you're right. But we were in. We were doing this scene. It was a Friday Arvo, one of the last scenes of the day, and we're in the surf club or something. There's a party, and and Ray's got to like drag me out because he thinks I've spiked the punch. Literally, I think that was. The story. <laughs> and so he's got to like grab me by the car. All right, get out of here. Come here, here you <laughs> scallywag. And he's dragging me out. And it's Friday Arvo. It's hot, and like some of the extras are getting a bit. You know, they're just like talking a bit between scenes. And and once someone starts talking, you know, in a small room, once someone starts talking and other people start talking, it just becomes a cacophony of noise. And so it's kind of hard to organize everything. And at one point, Ray just got kind of sick of it. I'm standing next to him waiting for this. And Ray's like, oi, watch this. And he blasted the extras. Oh, you shut up. Like, (laughs) we're trying to get out of here. And all you got to do is be quiet. And we'll be out of here in a second. And everyone is just like... And then Ray's come back to me and giving me a wink. And that was that. We'll get out Ray of here in 10 Ma. minutes. And I was like, Ray, you are a legend. Ray would not he didn't, he suffer didn't like, fools after that long. But that's it. Like, he, he, didn't, he didn't like blow up at anyone. It was just this kind of, the ADs couldn't get their handle on it. And the only person in the room that could get their handle on it was Ray. Is the yeah. former 5'8 Queensland Queensland. Exactly. And he goes, look, I'm going to make sure that everyone, you know. And that was that was actually a really, one of my greatest memories from it. Fucking actually. Ray. It was there'd just Ray making be, sure everyone got There'd still it. be dribblers out there telling that story. Like, yeah, yeah Ray Mars. Yelled at, yeah, yeah. Mm. Scared yeah, yeah. Screamed yelled at me yeah. one day. When, uh, uh, when, uh, when uh. Alf went nuts at us because we were a bit loud. Mm. Um, so then, obviously, Home and Away, which was, uh, you know, an unexpected start. Then it was kind of straight to movie town. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, you know what? Before not movie, just, not hold on, just movie hold on. town. No, 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 no. It wasn't straight to movie town. Hold on. Dance Academy, ABC. Let's talk about that. Let's touch, let's touch my, on. My, uh, my, the high point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Absolutely. High point yeah. Of the two episodes I played in, in Dance, Dance Academy. Academy. What was your name? You were like a bad boy again, weren't you? Well, in the remind Dance me. Rem- what was my name? Remind maybe, the P's and D's what Dance Academy is because I'm thinking Dancing with the Star. No, no, no. no, no. This, no. Is this a- was a scripted drama on ABC, <laughs> co financed by a German production company. I think it was huge in Germany. But basically, this like group of kids, they go live at like one of the like P one or two down at uh, up the other, near the bridge in Sydney, yeah, yeah. and it's a ballet school, like a dance school, and they all it's the interaction of them in this dance school. Um, and I, they asked me to be on it, and I was like, I don't really dance, like I'm good, thanks. And then so I came in and played um, a mate of a kid in the dance school who was a bad influence. Okay. Like this guy had come Tr- from this guy pulling him away from the world of dance. This, this yeah, guy had yeah, come yeah, from the yeah, streets yeah, yeah. and he kind of like broken out of that. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm I'm a dancer now. And I had lines like, what is this ballet? Yeah, and like, yeah. let's go rob a servo. <laughs> and like, you know, stuff like that. I had a skateboard, obviously. Yeah, of course uh, you did. Vest. Little did you bag. did you end up dancing? No, no, oh, no, no, no. So you weren't you weren't. But was was there a scene at the end where you've come around and maybe you're clapping? You go to the end of you go to the, the, like, res- the oh, I can't the, remember. The title? Yeah, I think I literally did like two episodes. I can't remember. I think, I think I eventually said like, yeah, oh, do whatever you want, mate. Like, all good. I believe in you. I can't. Yeah, remember. right. Honestly, oh, but in nice the same though, time, a nice sort there's, of character. There's, an, arc. there's an equal amount of chance that I said, well, you're not my mate again, and walked away. Yeah. Like I couldn't. I couldn't. It tell was you. a long time ago. Couldn't the Dance Academy you. days. Yeah. So then to Movie Town. Yeah. Which was pretty again pretty quick after. Yeah, real quick. So what I was thinking, well, I mean, like just in terms of the acting world, especially once you sort of like are doing movies. The obvious thing that people might think about with acting is like, you know, it's, it's good remuneration, you're paid well, but the experiences you get to have on films, like the shit you get to do and some of the stories you've told us, where you, that seems to be almost as good as, you know, anything else. And the first one you did was Monte Carlo, great rom-com for the P's and D's, um, 
Selena Gomez, yes, Leighton Meester, Leighton Meester, but but, uh, but Corey, Leighton during the late uh, Corey Monteith, the late Corey Monteith, who was one of the one of a great great bloke and was very sad to hear his passing. So big up to Corey, peace up great to, guy. to Corey. But, but uh, Monte think, Carlo, like it, literally the title of it's Monte but was, Carlo. But this was Leighton during uh, Gossip, Gossip Girl, Girl fame. Fame. This is and like then also season three, four got like mid, like right in the middle. Yeah, yeah, and then Selena Gomez during Selena Justin Bieber like, fame, no, this right? Was just before. That okay. but Selena was still huge. She just come off her her show on Disney and like massive, yeah, yes. massive, yeah. Massive. And then you just get to film in some of the dopest parts yeah. of Europe. Yeah, I got to go. I I remember one thing because I was playing rugby the year before that, and what like kind of got me in home to say yes to it. I remember I was kind of I I started playing footy when I was three. I played like three years of under sixes and then just played all the way through. And footy was my life, and I wanted to do that. But I remember having this like moment of realization, like, oh god, look, if this all goes really well, and I, you know, with 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 a lot of help and, and luck, become professional, then then I I won't, I'll be here in Australia for the winter time, and I won't see a European summer till I'm like thirty something, and I retire, and that was kind of something that kind of at an eighteen year old, my eyes were just opened after leaving school, and you're like, oh, there's a bit, maybe there's a bit more to like life, maybe I want to explore a couple of different things, and then yeah, six months after that, I was getting paid to go to Europe for the summer. And I went to Budapest and Paris and Monte Carlo and had the time of my life. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. But talking about like remunerations on that, when you're starting out, you get you get a you get a good you get a decent chunk and it looks big because you're 18, 19, yes. 20 years of age. Yes. But there's no guarantee of another job. That's like, you it, have right? no it's not idea money. when your next job's gonna come. So you kind of like you just gotta I just like lived off the smell of an oily rag anyway. Yes. And that kind of that really saved me because I can see how if I was, you know, I'm lucky, that I, I'm lucky that I didn't go, oh, you beauty, I got this cash. And no. I didn't go blow. I didn't go buy watches or anything stupid. No, I, kind of, I would hey. buy all the watches. <laughs> I love watches. All the watches, all the sunnies, all the shoes. And I'd be broke within a yeah. week. Um, but yeah, going to those places, was, that is definitely one. Like That's actually one of the one of the best bits about the job. I've been able to go to some psycho places and do some amazing Ridiculous things. shit. Like, and, and I mean, but the trade-off is... I'm alone for like a you know I've been by myself for yeah. for ten years of my life and I've missed important milestones in 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 both of your lives. I mean I'm so glad I was here for this one. Yes, with the, the, the that little was baby. one that would have killed me. The stars did align. The did stars did align. And for another uh, friend of the show, uh, Sam Carter's wedding last year, which was amazing. Yes, I mean, rugby this, world cup hero. Rugby Sam Carter. world cup hero. That's Sam correct. Carter. Got to see that wedding, but but that's I think that's what's that missed here. like a lot in the acting world is like you know people would look at you and go, oh, you fell into it, which you did, but yeah. you also worked your ass off. Like well, you, when did you move to LA when you were nineteen? I just turned. I I did Monte Carlo when I just turned twenty, and then moved. Yeah. By yourself, a couple of months like that, yeah. living in a strange yeah. town yeah. where there's it, it's transient. There's not many people. Like, I had there's no, no idea what I'm doing. None of your boys are over there. Had no idea. There's a lot, of, what there's I'm a lot doing. of fucking yeah. strange people in LA. Let's call it for what it is. Yeah. There's a lot of weird people over yeah. there yeah. who have like an odd demeanor, and they've just got. I mean, you can fall into like the wrong stuff. You know, you can like you you can get distracted. But like, what is it that you actually want to do here? And I don't know. The thing about not knowing anything about what I was doing hmm. was that it made me like work hard because I was just too terrified because I didn't know what yes, I was doing yes. I'm well, like, see, okay I really got to like this is something that here. I wanted to say is, or like wanted to bring up as well Just and you sort of touched on it anyway but like you've been doing it for 10 years now mm. and there's never a guarantee you're getting another job we sort of have, have spoken about this just even sort of with your, the f sort of sports stars who we've had on here but like dealing with the inherent anxiety of lack of job insecurity mm. Is there anything you do? You just kind of got to try and roll with it. You've got to you got to accept it. Like I mean, it's it's what you've chosen to do. And there's, 
I've been fortunate that I've you know I've been really lucky in the thing, but but luck is what do they what do they say opportunity and preparation meeting right. Yes. So you can have all the luck in the world, but if you're not ready for it, it's kind of useless. Um, so I've just tried to in my times without a job try and talk to people that I value their opinion. Go, what do I need to do for the next time I'm lucky, and just tried to do all that stuff. And yeah. and and yeah, I mean that there's so much luck involved in life in general. But yeah, that that time I I mean, it's. What's the longest time you've had between jobs? Like where, where it got where it got hairiest? Where you're um, like, fuck. So dude. so just before so I, I I saved all my money on home and away. Right, I managed to save like a, every week. I'd save a huge chunk of that money. I put it away and I'd have a bit of money to spend on the weekend. And I was out of work after home and away. I did like a couple of episodes on Dance Academy, as we said. Um, Fantastic episodes. Uh, uh, the best I think that yeah, they've, they've had. had. Critical um, acclaim. Critical acclaim. <laughs> And then, um, and I was just getting to the point where I was like, it was, it was maybe a month or two away from looking like I was getting a real job and then Monte Carlo came up. So that was probably like the gnarliest, yeah, like the, the closest it had been. But after that, it was, it was, yeah, I just knew that I had to preserve and then one came along and, but yeah, I mean, the longest I've gone without a job, I mean, more than a year. I don't know if it's more than a year. Cause the thing is like, you get attached to projects and they, you've got to film and they don't come they don't come through and yeah. so they're always kind of there I, I, maybe a year maybe a year or just, or just under is there one you under. were that you were like real, real like that you were super close to and then didn't get that you were like fuck like it blew up is uh, like- I've actually been lucky that way like there's there's not one that I've missed that I was like ah I'm filthy at that yeah right there's a couple that I got really close to that, that, were, that were kind of big and, and all that stuff but I wasn't it didn't kill me. Yeah, didn't right. kill me. I was like, on to the next one. I mean, that's that's one thing I'm really lucky that I learned early on is that it's it's got nothing to do with you. It really doesn't. Like, you could do the best. You could be the best actor in the world, but you're just not right for it. And yeah. it's just you've got to accept that it's so much out of your hands. And just if you can walk out of the room or the, out of the audition going, I did a great job. I did the best job I could. Then that's all you got to worry about. And yeah. Then you work, and then you forget about what you just did, and you move on to the next one, whatever it is. Yeah. But the amount of auditions, I, I've only got. Point zero 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 one percent of the jobs that right. I've auditioned for. Yeah. So but do you do you audition a couple of times a week? Not a couple of times a week now, but I used to. Yeah, it used to be like bang, 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 yeah. bang. You used to like just just put everything out you could. Well, realistically, of the amount of people on the planet that act, and it would be well into the tens of millions, right? How many people can pick oh, and choose like their the, own jobs? Well, it's what, like the one percent of all yeah. actors are employed. Well, yeah, right? if, if you're working, if, if your name's not Leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> like, but even like even the big ones got to audition for the big ones. Anne Hathaway had to audition for Les Misérables. She won an Oscar. Yeah, but Leo, I imagine, would not. I think Leo walks in though. I like to think Leo goes. Leo does. Leo does whatever Leo marches to the beat of his own. Leo does that, but but still, like, if you want one, like, you got to hunt him. You got to hunt him. Like, you got to go do it. So we're talking about the like crazy shit you've got to do right mm. and i've been i was lucky enough to tag along for regrettably oh, yes, only two days but when you were doing um there's a good story there when you were doing uh fuck what's it called point called point, point break, break two just the better point, point, break. Break. Just point yeah, break point break um we got to go to uh to tahiti you were filming in tahiti we got to go see chopu which was outrageous it yep. was phenomenal it was like the coolest thing that's gonna was led hamilton let yeah, could you just talk around. about that? Like, okay, yeah. that was wild. That was epic. That was one of the coolest days. Because you're a surfer yourself. Oh, yeah, I, I, so I grew up in, in Freshwater, Sydney's Northern Beach. It's God's country. Um, yeah, Manly. And I, yeah, Manly. And then um, I surf like every day of my life. 
And Lead Hamilton's my hero. Bruce Irons, they're my heroes, you know. I had posters of them on my wall growing up. And I got to this point in, in Point Break where we're, we've got to film in Tahiti. We've got to film at Chopu to get this wave. And so for the first couple of days before that, um, we were doing all the kind of stuff that we needed to do around the boats and, and, and all that stuff. So we didn't have much, we didn't have any swell, which was perfect because we couldn't have big swell to film this stuff. But that stuff was me literally like sitting on the back of a boat, Led Hamilton rocking up, like going, Oi, you ready? And like throwing me a tow rope and me just going, yeah. And just like going off the back of like, this is epic. And just like having a great, great time in paradise. And then we got all the stuff done and we heard the swell was coming on a... I think it was coming on Wednesday Wednesday evening or Wednesday Thursday morning maybe like at, at one o'clock this swell was going to hit it was going to be like one of the biggest swells in a couple of years and I've given Tom a call because my another mate of mine it was just I get I kind of got one ticket that someone could come and visit me like return and fly back and, and just come and see me while so I'm you're comfy film. Yeah, the, the, well, yeah, it's like a companion, 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 companion ticket. Right? Probably more for a lover, but unfortunately <laughs> yeah. that time, you know. Well, you're was, a lover. Well, well, we're, we're, yeah, we're, we're dear friends. Yeah. Dear, dear and, friends. Who love each other. We yeah. love each Absolutely. other and, you know. I'll and uh, and <laughs> so I give Tom a call a couple of, couple of days before. I was like, mate, you need to drop whatever you're doing and get on a plane and come to Tahiti because there's a like 30 to 40 foot swell about to hit Chopu and we're going to be there for it and we're going to watch the best surfers in the world play rodeo but they also kind of shut down the wave they shut yeah they were like we've got the film crew has got like the wave for the day so basically what happens like when there's a big swell around the world everyone's on the internet and all big wave surfers they like get on planes and they go they get there in a day to surf these things and they put out a notice on surfline saying like hey point break is filming so like don't bother going to chopu for this swell because they've got it for this day how do they get away with that they well the well going? because like okay so there's a local bloke there called raymana and he yes. runs the joint <laughs> who uh what's his name king of Tar- yeah king of chopu like king of chopu have you seen him on a wave raymana like, this motherfucker would he be 50 60 oh yeah and yeah. he has got such style on these absolute fucking mammoth waves yeah. like he's 20 just- 30 foot dredging under like six inches and he's just because he it's grew up there, though. he lives he lives he, yeah. on the water just King down Church, the road, and he used to bodyboard him before anyone had ever surfed it. He was like he would go up by himself, paddle out there, and just by himself and just like bodyboard. And then he goes, oh, I'll start surfing him by himself, and then like people started finding this wave. And anyway, he's just the king, Raymond, and he's the loveliest dude you ever met in your life. Mm. So anyway, I called Tom and say, mate, this swell's coming. Get on a plane. Here's the ticket. Let's go. It's going to be massive. Tom arrives. I think you arrived about eleven o'clock in the evening. About two hours before the swell hits and I'm staying up on the cliff above Chopu and it's all like tranquil and peaceful and then about one o'clock we had a couple of beers and then one o'clock we just started hearing the rumble you can as hear it, it as it hits the reef because it's a foot and a half yeah, deep yeah, yeah. on just rocky razor sharp reef and you just heard it went boom it was fucking crazy. Oh my god, this is gonna be huge! So we get up the next morning, maybe six ish. No, I think yeah, Luke. I think there was. I feel like it was the next. It was. I don't. It was the next it was, morning. Yeah, yeah it was the next, it was the next morning. morning. Yeah, we got about six ish in the morning and like got down to the boats and we're getting there and they've they've surfed a couple of waves and we get on one and we're in the boat with um, Mark Healy who's like a yeah. huge big wave surfer and a, and a big free diver and, and spear fisherman and stuff like that. And we're going a waterman. Out, a waterman. Yes. And we are sitting on this boat going out through the channel, and he's just looking at Tom and I, and we're like, our faces are we are lit up like the top of the Christ. <laughs> yeah. We are just so psyched. And Mark just goes, "You psyched, man?" I'm like, "Dude, I am beyond psyched." He goes, "This is the greatest show on earth today." <laughs> and I went, "Oh my god, you're absolutely right." He's like, "Dude, Moulin Rouge, Broadway show, thunderstorm in Africa." <laughs> 
guys playing surf rodeo with this thing it's the greatest show on earth today i'm like september whatever it was 2014 yeah literally that was the coolest thing that happened was happening on, planet, on earth. planet yeah on planet earth that day and we were there and you can sit in the channel so you're we're, right next it, to the dude there were times right where you were like oh we might actually get toppled by this fucking thing yeah. coming in and as we're going out so as we're on this thing out laurie town has caught a wave and he was dressed as me and he's got this west bowls come in and it's completely wide now now he's like the oh, best surfer out there right. so so they he, like he's one of the best there is that's why they got him and a west bowls come in and it's closed out on him he's got absolutely decked yeah and he's had a like two wave hold down and he's washed up in the lagoon they've picked him up and put him on a jet ski he had two fingers of coal pierce his like neck under his jaw he broke his jaw and he was knocked unconscious and had two wave hold down. And then he pops up and they put him on a sled. And he's like, oh, okay. Are they wearing back. vests? Yeah, he yeah, got it. But, he's but wearing two. Was, They're wearing two vests. That was like what we arrived That's to. That's what we arrived was to. Was like him laying like, on a boat bleeding. And we were just yeah, like, like, oh, shit. Like, and, like, and they're like, shit. And he's like, can I go back out? And, and they're like, no, mate, we're firing up the chopper. You're getting, you're going to puppy a yeah. like yesterday. And so they get him on the thing, fire up the chopper. And he flies to puppy a goes to the hospital. And they're like, that is the, whoa, this is insane. We get out there. We sit in the channel. And it is... It's front row seats. Like, talk about the steepest stadium in the Southern Hemisphere, Bank West. <laughs> this is like you, you rise up and you think it's going to get you, but because it's so deep there, but and it's it's sheer vertical kind of underwater mountain, mm. and then it hits the reef. You get these moments where you come over the top of it and you look down into the pit, and it is, it is just immense. And then the sound of it, it's like a monster. Yeah. There was another hectic moment that happened that day where. Obviously, we've got all the water patrol guys and all the water safety dudes, like led by Brian Kialana, who's the best in the world. And one of them, so when when a wave goes, they kind of sit behind the wave as it breaks and crumbles and look for the guy if he's if he's stacked it. Yeah. So one of them got a little too close to the chaos, and literally this, it looked like a hand of God grabbed the front of this jet ski and just pulled it underwater. A full jet ski with a bloke on it. And it just disappeared in a blink of an eye. And we've gone, what? And then they've all shat themselves and they've all gone in and had to find this guy. But a jet ski just disappeared in the blink of an eye like some like God yeah. grabbed yeah. it and pulled it underwater. And you're like, the That's insane power. amount of power involved. And and you know, we're sitting in the in the channel, just like floating, having a swim, like be the big pontoon with all the surfers. Billy Kemper, world champion, big wave surfer, but also but also like the hottest women you've ever seen in your life floating in the water. Yeah. You're just like, and again, me being you know one of the girthiest men in the nation, yeah. I'm sitting there just and you, going like, uh, yeah, coming off the back of a Bathurst winter. <laughs> <laughs> A long, a long, long. And for anyone that's been at Bathurst or spent time there, they're long. They're really, really long winters. And it was just they like, start in March because there were there were also there were also there were chicks there for the movies. So like yeah. there was had to be like a gaggle of hotties on a boat when he's like doing something. Of course. Then there's also just a gaggle of surf hotties like sitting on these pontoons that they put in the water. Where it's just like a floating square and people are on it. And it's just like oh this is the coolest fucking place in the world and I'm not getting in the... I'm not joining. Yeah. I'm going to stay on the boat here. I'm not going to swim up to the thing. It's like... I look like a seal that's popped up on the harbour. You know, you see something like at the harbour port. Yeah. So I was like... Did you, uh, do, you have, do you have the audacity to take your shirt off? Oh, man, I got in the water. Look, I mean, did I, did I you know, uh, attract any onlookers? Not for positive... <laughs> not for positive reasons. They went, who's, who's Johnny Utah's gimp, mate? <laughs> 
Oh, it was a cool. Good. It was. It was a great fun. Coolest day of my life. Yeah, dude. it was like, fucking cool. We're sitting in the water. The the culmination of it was Dylan Longbottom and Bruce Irons. Bruce Irons dresses me. I had a poster on my bedroom wall when I was a kid growing up. They get. They're the first guys to like get two people in the barrel at Chopu. Did we're that happen? Sitting, was that the first time was we one saw of the it? First times it ever got on film. Like two people in the barrel at Chopu. Yeah. And we come out and we finished the day. It was just the most epic day. We go back up to the place I'm staying, which is just up the hill, and we just sink a couple of beers and watch the footage. I became really good mates with the uh, VFX That's guy, right. and so he had all the GoPros that we had and all the all because he had to do all the VFX to like put my face on it and all that stuff like that. And we just went up to his room, staying in the same place. And we went up to his little bungalow room in the forest of Tahiti, and just sunk tins and, and watched, watched all the footage. The, from watched the, day. the cause, and I had this moment, this little moment of this pang of anxiety and depression, going to bed, going. <sighs> Am I 24? And then I just see the coolest thing I've ever yeah. seen. Is that it? <laughs> yeah. Is that, that it? it? Was that, that it? it? Like Possibly, bro. Possibly. Yeah. Well, that's but, really you know, but you know what? You know what? Not, how, how many people got to see that? Yeah, exactly. Or like, how many d- people like, get to ever see something? More likely the coolest thing I'm ever going to see. I yeah, feel like yeah. you've maybe yeah, been yeah. able to. I think it's, it's yeah, still, if it's, anyone had anxiety, it's the guy to my left. Honestly, to this day, man, I still I've done. I did some other cool stuff on that on that show, and I've done some cool stuff since, but. That was dead set. One of the like just most awe inspiring things you've ever seen. Like, could you just on that one? You because we were talking obviously. Uh, Kobe Bryant passed away the, uh, the other day. Sad yeah. chopper. All that everyone knows what's going on. But we were talking the other day just about etch helicopter rides because oh, when you were doing yeah. this movie, Angel Falls. First, can you just explain Angel Falls and then your chopper experience? Oh my god! Yeah, I I actually got like really rattled when the other day when we found out Kobe died because. Oh, God, what I did in Venezuela on that movie was, oh, it's terrifying. Like I, I, I'm, I don't want to get in a helicopter ever again. Like no. I, I, I don't. Like we got a few helicopters on that job. So we were in places. We were in like Cortina in Italy. We we're in Switzerland. We we're in Austria, and we got some helicopters to get on top of mountains to do this filming and stuff. And when we we're in Europe doing that, like it was, they were brand new helicopters. And if there was a cloud in the sky, they'd be hesitant to take off. Right. Okay. Right? And then we get to Venezuela, and they're like. 30-year-old helicopters. Cowboys. They, dude, dude, dude. These helicopters we got there, they had four different coloured rotor blades. Oh. So like... Like cars with different like, colors. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, like... Like, yeah, Bridgestone no, and uh, fucking... And also, yeah. that's the bit you see. Yokohama. Like. <laughs> that's the bit you see. Yeah. What about the bit in the engine that I don't yeah, yeah. see? Like, what parts is that? It was just... It was full on. Um, and we, we were going there and, and we'd, we camped for two weeks literally below Angel Falls, which is a kilometre straight up. A kilometre? A kilometre, 3,000 feet. Yeah. One kilometre. I didn't know it was that high. It's a, it's a giant, like, horseshoe-shaped, 700 square kilometre plateau. And it's just rock straight up for a kilometre, and then the water comes out. It's the biggest waterfall. Hold on, did you say 700 kilometre plateau? It's, so it's this big horseshoe shape, it's, and it's a plateau, and it's a kilometre raised. But hold on, 700, how, how big is it on top? 700 square kilometres, the total area Fuck, of this plateau. that's huge. It's massive. So the other half of this plateau is in Africa. Oh shit! It's okay. like some of the it's oldest gig- rock yeah. in the world. Yeah, like right. it is early Earth. Yeah, and oh, okay. So when the it's split. yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. When Pangaea went yeah. see ya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nabra, I'm going over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And big so Nabra. It is one of the great Nabra. One, <laughs> one of the earliest <laughs> Nabras on record. Dude, it's an Atlantic <laughs> Nabra. <laughs> 
Yeah, nah, brass are ancient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been having a problem. They've been having a problem. But yeah, so we're out there and we would, like, there's days when we wake up in the morning and the top of Angel Falls is completely covered in fog and stuff like that. Yeah. And they'd be like, yep, all right, hop in the copter. And it's like, hold on a second. They didn't, in Switzerland, they didn't want to take off. Like, yeah. No, but we're doing it. And this is an old helicopter, like, cracks in the instruments and stuff like that. Like, it was, oh, with, you know, old mate Ricardo flying it. Yeah, right. I don't know. And we, I remember we go up a couple of them. And so basically, because there's a kilometer straight up, the way you get up is you just like corkscrew and circle as you ascend in this mm. helicopter. And then suddenly you get high enough and then you come down and land on the top of the of top of the uh, thing. And we are talking, we're landing 20 meters from the edge of the cliff. And just, do you, I don't know if you said that before, I may, but like no one's allowed up there, right? No, 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 no one's allowed. No one's there. like never no, allowed. No one's, it's there. a complete UNESCO World Heritage listed site. Like okay. you can't go there. Yeah. Um, so people have been butted up. Yeah, the only people that, that can oh, really yeah. go there are the Wheels local... have been greased. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a local Pomone that like walk there and it takes them three days to get up there to right, walk there. Right. Um, and so there were times when we'd come through this fog and I'd be like, like you don't know where you are. It's just complete grey out, white out. Yeah. And then suddenly, 10 metres to go, you see the rock and you're like, oh my God, we're going to land. And then we'd land. Oh, okay, I'm here. Now the next thing I've got to worry about is getting down at the end of the day. But two weeks doing that, um, and it was an amazing experience. I got to sleep. Up and down every day? Yeah, yeah. And like we went to Angel Falls, and but then we went to a couple of other places throughout the throughout the, the plateau and did some did some climbing stuff. And there I got to stay one night on the top of the plateau in this, and we had a local Pomonga. One of the guys I was working with, really, really good friend of mine, made, a, made great friends with him, um, Matias Varela, all-time bloke. He's Spanish um, native speaker. So we're with these Pomone guys and we were staying on the top one night and after the end of day's work, we got one of these local Pomone, which is I think the native language for people, like natives. And he took us around and he took us on a little tour for like an hour and a half, just walking around this sacred land to him and his people. And he's like, this, this is the bear rock. And like, this is that. And like, just explaining everything to us. And I had my mate who could translate perfectly for me because this guy only mm. spoke his native language in Spanish yeah. and they had Matias with us it was like dude he's saying this 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 and this and we just had the most amazing day he came down later in the night he's like yes we have to have a fire and like give thanks and he's like "Take you got to take your shoes off you got to feel this rock because it's like I mean this is like I reckon this is where Freddie got his stuff from like he got it from this guy like it's earthen yeah 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 right yeah 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 got his stuff yeah 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 we earthed it didn't come from anywhere no, it didn't come from anywhere yeah, exactly it wasn't it came Freddy's from idea. ancient people in this ancient rock and like Freddie's been up there there's something about it like you took your shoes off and you're like yeah, you it. felt like, something there was something there I mean uh, you know who knows to say what it was but it was a special special place and then I'll tell you what getting out of there maybe Luke plays Harbs for New South Wales 2020 oh You'd like to, wouldn't you? Oh, I mean, it's everyone's dream, isn't it? I'll give you a quick pierce. Yeah. And we're back. Um, <clears throat> you've worked with some, like, absolute throbbers in, mm. your, in your time. Uh, the no most notable, I think, for me personally, would be Pierce Brosnan, a hashtag, our James Bond. Yeah. Uh, Vince Vaughn, the great, and uh, Mel Gibson as well. Mm. Um... The one I wanted to talk about with Piers, and again, this may be one where you go like, you're not allowed to talk about it, I don't know, but just in terms of like movie financiers and when you were doing November Man and then you went and like caught up with, I don't know if it was one of the financiers of the film or if it was like the prime minister of fucking Serbia or something and he was like an evil villain who kind of wanted you to come along to his house and kept referring to Piers. Yeah, yeah, that was that's a good yarn. Um funny my parents had come and we were in, we filmed this we filmed November Man in Belgrade mostly we were in Montenegro for a couple of weeks and then 
mainly we spent a summer in Belgrade filming this. And my parents were visiting me um, for a week or so there. And it was just happened when the Prime Minister of Belgrade, of Serbia, invited us to his residence to have dinner. Like Such a weird thing yeah, to be invited, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so it's like Pierce and the director, Roger, and myself and uh the producers and and olga um kurulenga was in the movie with us she came as well and then my mom and dad were there so they got to come we're we're in the the president the prime minister's residence like essentially like the lodge of serbia yeah and um or curably house whatever you want to call it and yeah that was a that was such an interesting interesting dinner like because yeah we were sitting does there. he have any relation to the movie or it's just more that there's this movie going on in my country yeah, that, and i think, I just I think that's kind of it like and also you know we're you know we're using we're shutting down parts of the city to film and you know yeah. they, they've been really helpful and they were fantastic and it was an amazing city i, I loved every minute of belgrade it yeah. was just awesome fun but also if you're in a position whereby you can get james bond our james bond over for dinner yeah, you do. You do. Yeah, yeah you it was. It was. It was interesting because we were sitting there, and and he kind of he didn't speak much English. This guy, so we had a translator next to him, and and it was kind of like the prime minister was sitting there, and to his left was like his bodyguard, and then it was me, and then it was my mum and dad, and then directly opposite on the table it was a big long table. Directly opposite the prime minister is Pierce is sitting there, and and the prime minister like he just called him James. All night. <laughs> <laughs> the entire evening, just called him James. Off. Yeah, just called him James. And it was like, oh, and, <laughs> and how, what is, how does Pierce play that? Well, like, <laughs> I mean, so cool because yeah. he is one of the coolest cats you'll ever meet. Yeah, well, you need to life. be cool to be Bond. Yes, yeah. I mean, he's one of the coolest cats. It's he's, yeah. It's, he's, yeah, that's one of the things. He's you such to, a great bloke. Yeah. He's such a great bloke. And um, yeah, it was just this, this just surreal evening and dinner, and uh, eventually, kind of. Uh, he had some some musicians there, and um, it was like kind of a violinist and a and a and a guitar player and like a, a, a someone on the keys kind of thing. Mm. And eventually, kind of when we finished dessert and stuff like that, and they kind of they started playing some songs and they're singing some Serbian songs and stuff. And then, out of nowhere, the the the, the violinist kind of comes up and stands kind of right behind Pierce, and you just hear this. And we're just going, what is happening? And I'm looking over to my mom and dad. My mom and dad are sitting there, just like, just they're just they just in shock. They're like, like, where am I? What is going on? And yeah, and he played that, and Pierce is just sitting there, just. Just being the coolest guy there yeah. is, just like well, what thank, else do you do? Thank, well, thank, thank you for that. Piers, you know, Piers goes like, he's not about to start singing. No, but he's like, but he's like, is this guy taking the piss out? Yeah, of me? no, I think, is it, I think, he's just, I think he, it was more he like trying to live out like his own Bond it. fantasy. Like he he like loved so, it. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of something in between those two, maybe a bit of both, a bit of from column A, a bit yeah. from column B. Um, but that was, and then we started all like seeing karaoke. It was a really fantastic. We all had a great time. Yeah. But I do remember going to the toilet in the middle of that dinner and like walking out of the dining room. And then you walk into the, like the lobby of this house, and there was just dudes in like leather jackets sitting on chairs. And I was like, mm, "Where's the the bathroom?" And they just kind of like nod and point over there. And yeah, you were in a Bond villain. Yeah, house. Like, yeah. You're it in was a Bond like film, it, so. it was funny because like they're obviously like the security detail for the prime minister, but they 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 weren't like, in any official clothing. No, you know what I mean? Like they they're just bad cunts. They, they just were dudes. Well, they just dressed up like henchmen. There. 
Essentially, yeah, your classic Bond henchman. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. But I'm not saying I'm not saying they were anything like no. that. But it was just this. That's how was, they appeared. It was it was surreal. That was and the aesthetic it, it was, that it they was were going absolutely for. Absolutely surreal. And and we were sitting there, and I remember my mum and dad just they couldn't believe it. Like they were just like, "What does our son do for a job? This is some like, wild. This gear. is crazy because this is what." four years after I've like left Australia after Home and Away and then suddenly we're having dinner with the Prime Minister of Serbia <laughs> with James Bond and they're playing the Your Bond James theme. Bond. Our James Our Bond. Our James Bond. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Insanity. It was like, it was just, it's just like this surreal moments where you're going, like you're blinking, you're pinching yourself and, Oh, it was crazy. So yeah, that was such an interesting dinner. Obviously, Pierce is a real person in, in the sense that he's not like James Bond. He's, a, he's, a, he's playing a role. Yeah. Does he speak differently than James Bond? Than James Bond? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Or does he, has he got well, yeah, that suave sort of he's, he's demeanor like about him? He's the smoothest. Yeah. He's an, but yeah. he doesn't speak in like James Bond one-liners. Yeah, yeah of course like, not. No, of he's, which his movies were riddled. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's, Talked about that the other day. Yeah. He's, just, he's just charming as as anything. Like really one of the most charming and most lovely and like down at the He's a fantastic artist. Like a really, really brilliant painter. Really? He gave me an amazing gift when we finished, which is this beautiful painting called um Aredo uh Aredo Macho Crying Man and it's this like you know like Dug. Latin kind of Mexican guy with a sombrero and he's got like this and it's such a vivid colors and it's like one tear going down it's called Crying Man and it's like here to Luke for November Man be bold be brave be great Pierce Brosnan 2013 or whatever Hectic. it was I was like what have you done with that I framed it and put it in my in pool my room apartment. equivalent yeah, it's in the pool room equivalent um, above this, yeah, above this desk I got in my apartment. But yeah, got it framed. And it just sits there perfectly. I got this really nice, beautiful frame for it. And yeah, yeah you did it properly. I did it properly. Yeah, I did it absolutely properly. And that's gonna be with me forever. Fuck forever. yeah, that's wild, wild. Yeah, wild that was that was it. such a day. Oh my. Wasn't God. there? I remember there being a story that involved you and Pierce and a, co a co like a cocktail maker who didn't know how to make oh. martinis. Yes. And he fucked his shot at, at, at glory. Oh my oh, god! This is one what? of the biggest. This is one of the biggest. The bed shit, ladies. Bed and shits. But also <laughs> the other. There was something so alpha about this bloke. Yeah. That it didn't even seem like a bed shit. <laughs> like right. it was so alpha. So like I've I've just got to Belgrade before we start the film and and I've landed one day and Pierce has arrived the next day and he said hey let's have dinner and like catch up and get to know each other before we start filming, and so we have this beautiful kind of we're sitting down at the hotel bar in Belgrade. And this bartender comes up and Pierce goes to me, like, what are you having? I'm like, oh, I think I have a beer. And before the bartender's come up, Pierce, I'm like, what are you having? He goes, I think I'm going to have a vodka tonic. I'm like, all right, sweet. Yeah, no worries. The bartender comes up and he goes, what do you want? I'll have a beer. Thank you. And for you, Mr. Brosnan. And Pierce goes, I'll have a vodka. A vodka. And this guy's shitting himself. Like, he's gone, a vodka martini, perhaps? <laughs> And Pierce goes, no, just a vodka tonic, thank you. A slice of lime. The guy's like, okay. And he was like devastated. He yeah. was, he, all he wanted to do was make James Bond a vodka martini. Shake yeah. and, and Fuck yeah. yeah. That's all he wanted to do. So he goes back, comes back. So we do like this week of kind of preparation. We do costume fittings, do some rehearsals, go to some locations, all that stuff. Our first week of filming is in Montenegro. So we got this beautiful place in Montenegro, Kotor, which is walled city. It's amazing. We're staying in this lovely little boutique hotel there. We have our first day of filming. Long day, but everything goes off without a hitch. We get our day, like when you're filming movies, like all you want to do is like film everything you wanted to film that day. And if you do that every day, you're fine. Yeah. So we get everything done. Pierce has been trying to make this movie for like 10 years. Like he's produced, he's wanted to make this movie for so long. 
So we get our first day and we're about to leave this set. And he's like, Luke, we'll see you uh, downstairs for a drink to celebrate the first day of filming. I'm like, absolutely, mate. We'll see you down there. We go down, we sit down at the bottom in this beautiful little Montenegro and old city. And this bartender comes out and Pierce goes, what are you having? And I'll have, oh, I'll have a, I think I'll have like a, I'll have like a scotch on the rocks, I guess, or something like that. You know, something worthy of the occasion. And uh, I go, what are you having? And he goes, I'm going to have a vodka martini. I go, get out. <laughs> no. And he goes, yes. He goes, actually, I really, really like them. Yeah. And like, but I obviously have to pick my moments when I can have them. Yeah, that's a tough and thing. Like, if you really like yeah, them, like, he, he's, he's like, he's like I, I, re- I, I started drinking, obviously, before I was him. Mm. And then when I came him, I can't, I really have to pick my moments. So, but, but I've been wanting to do this for long. Like, this is a, we're celebrating. I'm going to have one. And I'm like, fantastic. This is awesome. You're kidding me. It's just me and Pierce sitting in the scene. I'm like, he's going, I'm going to have a, fucking martini with change it's great and um the bartender comes out and he's this montenegrin guy and he goes to me you know what would you like to drink i'll have a scotch on the rocks thanks and for you and he this guy like couldn't be bothered like really just couldn't and pierce goes i'll have a vodka martini please very very dry and this guy just looks at him and goes okay and he walks back in we're sitting there chatting a couple minutes later the drinks come out and puts a scotch on the rocks in front of me and then in a martini glass sure (laughs) But it was this orange thing. And he puts it down in front of Pierce. And Pierce just kind of looks at him and goes, excuse me, I, had, I, I believe I ordered a vodka martini. Very dry. And the guy just goes, Mediterranean sunset. And Pierce goes, yes, but I, I, I like a vodka, a very dry vodka martini would be great. And this guy says, I don't know how to make that. And turns around and walks away. And I'm just sat there going, oh my God, Pierce, like you just, this is the only bartender in the world that isn't over the moon yeah. to, to make you. you a vodka martini. <laughs> and also, how hard is a vodka martini? Yeah. Jesus. Just Google it. Oh, yeah. my God. You're a bartender, bro. You're Don't bartender. Google it. Just Google it. Know like, how to do it. it was, but I like how he's just subbed it out bo- for a bo- fucking Mediterranean sunset. Yeah. What the fuck it was. Couldn't be bothered. And just going, like, yeah. that'll do. And that'll couldn't do care. That. Couldn't care. And I'm just, I'm lo- I'm just laughing. Like, I couldn't stop laughing for 10 minutes. We, just, we both had a really good giggle. There it. would be some flair bartenders, also, those yeah. gimps that spin cocktails. Yeah. It would be like, one of their great dreams, if they had like a vision board for their life, would be like to make a vodka martini for Pierce Brosnan. Oh, that's, I mean. And this that... guy's just tossed away the opportunity. But like, also like, to fuck. have like the guy the week before in Belgrade. That's all he wanted. That's all do. he wanted, exactly. And like, and, and, and to have to make him a vodka tonic. It's so, <laughs> so close, so close. Oh, it was dude. that was that's a that's a really that was so funny. I, I don't think I laughed that hard. Do you ever do you ever yarn sport with Pierce? Did like is he? No, I, didn't, I, I mean his mum lives near Wimbledon. I know that much. Um, so like we talk a bit about that, but no, he, like Pierce. Shout is, out he's to more Mama Brosnan. Yeah, yeah. Shout he, out to she's Mama. She's lovely. Um, but he's more more of an artist. Like he like he's he, he honestly he's like just the sweetest, most charming guy you ever met. Lovely bloke. Well, on to probably the one that when I found out you were going to be working with him, the most excited I've ever been for like holy shit moments is Vince Vaughn. Wedding Crashes, one of my all-time favourite movies. Who for the P's and D's playing along at home, these two fuckers across and next to me... All you seem to do half the time is quote, quote wedding, wedding crashes. Oh, we, that's a, There's that's, that many fucking lines in that movie. You can live your quote. life by like, that You movie. can live your life by the entirety of it. that film. Yeah, yeah. And so when you were working with Vince, we were like, holy shit, dude. Yeah, wow. all time. Um, what's Vince like? Vince is Vince. He's double V. Double V. It's him. Like, he's, he's, he's really <laughs> sweet as well. Like... He's someone you could yarn sport with, though, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he loves his sport. Loves his sport. So this is a great yarn. When we were, when we were promoting Hacksaw Ridge, 
it was the World Series, right? And Where's he from? He's from Chicago. Chicago. Okay. And it, the Cubbies were yeah. in the World Series. Yeah. And they hadn't won since before the war when some guy brought a goat to Wrigley Field and you weren't allowed to and they kicked him out with a goat and the guy goes, you'll never win a World Series. And it was like that There's curse. a curse. I think, That's the curse. I think it was like right? 96 years or something. It, no, I, I think the Boston was like, the curse of the Bambino was Boston when right. they won in 04 yeah, when they yeah. traded Babe Ruth, Babe Ruth yeah, to the New the York Babe Yankees and they yeah. never won yeah, yeah, yeah. since 2004. But this was some guy brought a goat to Wrigley Field, got kicked out because he couldn't bring a goat. And then they'll then like, he cursed and then, and then he cursed them. the yeah, yeah, Cubs, right? Yeah. So they've been so close so many times. They're the Cubbies, man. They're like one of the foundation clubs in there. Mm. And we were watching the World Series. So I got to see the a couple of games against the Dodgers, like to get into the World Series. And then we were on the press tour, so I watched every single game of the Cubs World Series with Vince, except the one where he went to Wrigley Field and did the seven inning stretch. And that's like then, where he sings. That's that where you sing taking out the, the ball, ball game. Yeah. And so but I was with him. The, it was the last day of our press tour and it was the final game. I think it went to seven games and uh, Dior, that P's and D's. But we were, <laughs> we were, I was with him and to be in the same room with Vince watching his, his dear Cubbies win the World Series, it was epic. Like, and I learned so much about baseball watching the, with him because then all the other people that were in um, on the tour with us, like Alan Nero, our publicist, like Mel and Vince and I were the same publicist and he really knew his sport. But that was epic. I learned so much about it. Like it's it's a technical game in that way, and and I see how I saw more of the similarities to cricket, where it's like he's going to throw a slider here. All right, this guy's no good with the curve. Yeah, like, this yeah, is yeah. So there are, there is far more nuance to the yes. balls delivered oh, to batsmen it's, it's or to really, situations, yeah, yeah. Or... and it's and it's high pressure, dude. Like yeah. to be an all Hall of Famer baseball hitter, you have to you have to get on base three out of every ten times. Yeah. You're on the mound. Yeah. So oh, you're on you're on the plate. Were you were you during this stretch, did you have the audacity to try and sell him on the greatest game of all, Test cricket? Like was oh, there, absolutely. there are times where you're like, mate, if you like baseball, you like this, mate. I got something for you. I got something for you. I tried as I tried. Did you put I like tried. Paul Kelly's Don Bradman song <laughs> yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. Like, just listen to this while just <laughs> like hey getting up two thousand five, like Ashes highlights. Yeah. Like, oh Vin, yeah. you, you got 45 minutes because I've just got this YouTube video of Ricky Ponting's greatest runouts. <laughs> Actually, the greatest every one of his runouts. Every one of you his You got 45 minutes? Um, no, I talked to him about it, but we, we got really along with Sport as well. He loves his hockey, he loves his football, he loves everything. But how was he when how was he when the Cubs won it? Mate, he was like he was in shock. Like, Did he cry? Was, I've, 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 look, I'm sure, yeah, it was something like that. But he was kind of in shock. Like it was this moment it happened. He kind of didn't know what to do. We're in this we're in this hotel room in New York, and he's like. Oh, like his brain's melting. Like yeah. It was it was so amazing. Probably like the 40 nil Manly Seagulls It was win. pretty close But obviously, I mean, I guess Beaver we scores win. the last try. We win sort of every... Well... Every decade, so it's not as probably shocking exactly. for us. Well, no, but it's like it's like us, a team that wins every decade on the decade. Yeah. Going, getting our decade going, win. But, yeah. going, but going without... Yeah. For... And like getting to like the world. ninth year of the decade and having to win that one. That's why it was great we won 2011 because it's like... Well, exactly. Now we've got we, had, we, so we had a free pass. We had a like free pass the whole decade. Which is probably why they're going to... 2020, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, we're like 2020, 2021. We'll I get another really, one in there. Look, and... look, we, look Des has got him fired. We're just going to slip under the radar yeah, just yeah. nicely. That's it. Just we like are... we like it with our plastic patio chairs. No nonsense. We're a home brand team and we don't yeah. need all that fuss. We're a home brand team, but we're, Mate, I'll give but you the we're, like... we're home brand and black and gold rollouts. Exactly. Some of the great products <laughs> exactly. in, in, in supermarkets around this great and nation. What, what, are those, what do those companies do? They get it done. Yeah, That's yeah. it. They do us, they mate. They get it done. Yeah. They're consistent. They're reliable. They do and... what they say. Yeah. Here yeah. is a fucking Tim Tam-esque yeah. biscuit. Oh, do, you want, do you want chocolate choc chip ice cream? Here it is. <laughs> 
Here it is. Do you know what I mean? Forget the fluff. Forget the fucking. <laughs> forget the weird packaging. Yeah, and yeah shit. but like you know, the there's, pageantry. There's people out there flogging fucking choc choc chip, chip ice cream, but it's there's fudge in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, 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 they're... bits of cookie. No, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, no. That's no. what I asked for. No, no, no. I want a choc chip chocolate ice cream. <laughs> that's that's superfluous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it's excess bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah so manly, well, 2020 on route. Year of the punter, dribbler, and the seagull. I got to ask. So Mel. What is, how does he identify? So he's obviously American that, that grew up in Australia and has spent a lot of years back in America. Does he, how does he view Australia? Does he view, view it from the lens of like, it offered me, it, you know, it raised me? Look, I can't. Or does, do you, like, did you get into those conversations? Well, with, I had a little, like the thing about it. Do you know his, what I mean? Like, does he say, how fondly does he speak of loves the greatest Australia. nation well, of all time? Well, his, his <laughs> first wife is Australian. Yeah. Like they met when they were quite young, early 20s, I think. Every one of his kids, except um, the last two, were born in Australia. Mm. So he had this big property, I think, down Victoria, South Australia way. And every one of them, they don't have American passports. Really? Oh, shit, really? His first, like, seven, eight kids, like, they're just Australian. They're seven, eight <laughs> kids. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, he's got yeah, a few. He's got yeah. a few. Yeah. Um, but he, he loves it. Like, I mean, it's... I, the one thing, he, li- he likes how we work. The one thing that, we, that he always talked about was how there's, like, no nonsense to the work down here. Where it's, you know, everyone just pitches in and if you need to move a C-stand, you're not worried about, like, you're in the wrong union. Yeah. Don't yes. touch that. Yeah. If you equipment. need to jackhammer a bathroom, you just fucking get exactly. a jackhammer. You, you, exactly. you, know, you, just, you, you put learn. your hard head on you know and you put your high-vis on and, and your you new boots on, and you, you turn on that, it. You turn on that 4G <laughs> and you fire up YouTube. You fire up the YouTube yeah. and learn yeah. how to and jackhammer. And you get it done, get it more done. importantly. <laughs> exactly, you do it. Yeah, do um, it. But, yeah, you know, I think that's kind of how he sees it in a way. I mean, he... I think it's always like a big part of his life. I think he moved here when he was maybe 10 or 11 and yeah. he spent, you know, until he was 20 something. So he went to NADA and shit, I think, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Well, I like to think he's Australian. Oh, I, I think, think we, we all still claim him. Yeah, we still claim him for sure. I mean, he spent his formative years here. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Our Mel. Yeah. I, just, I just sort of wanted you to turn around and say that Mel goes, it's the greatest country on earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulls up his... And I love New South Wales and I love... I love Manly Seagulls and I and I... I absolutely adore them. We've got it, Hugh Jackman as a manly seagull in terms yes, of like your, yes. your all-time Hollywood throbbers. Yeah. Yeah. Hugh's on Hughes, board. Hugh's well, Hugh is on One board. of the great thespians. One Hugh. of the great thespians. Oh, the, what, the quadruple threat? Like is the, the, pre- is the, is yeah. the Is he the preeminent? Lift weights. Is, oh. is he the preeminent thespian? The preeminent thespian. Entertainer, I think. Yeah, I, entertainer. Like, thespian's cutting it short. Yeah, it is. He's an all-rounder. Pure entertainer. He's an all-rounder. And also, from everything I hear, I've never met you. What are steroids? One of the great- yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, sir, could 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 easily slot into the back row. Yeah. currently at fifty two. <laughs> and and from all I hear, one of the all around great blokes. Yes, never heard a bad word about him. No. Mm. Um. Well, to get back to some sport yarn, because at the heart and soul of this podcast, despite the fact there being plenty of dribble around, we are sports based, Eddie. That's fair, isn't it? Well, that's the backbone. It's it's the foundations on which the the podcast was built, and the punter. And the dribbler. Double and. Fuck. Yeah. That one dribbler's going to be upset by that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be really grating that. I, that was one of the all-time dribbler hotlines was when the bloke used the word grating to describe your and. But, thought it was but, you know what, but you know what's happened on the back of that? Oh, it's just gone. Is he's, the, he's, is he's, the, he's, the punter. He's hit the, he's hit the and point. The dribbler, yeah. But, but the, the dribblers have taken it to another level. Every time they yeah. call in on the dribbler hotline, they throw as much gusto behind the end. <laughs> and you know what? I hope that this guy never... I hope this guy always finds it grating 
but accepts the fact that he's done something great for the podcast. Yeah, that's it. He is now intrinsically linked to... Mate, we weren't doing it because we knew we were doing no. it. We were just doing it because it felt right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. now it's a thing. Because he's made it a thing. He's made it a thing. So it's actually worked against him in yes. a lot of ways. But, but he's I part of the podcast. I like to think that it's, it's warmed. Yeah. I think it's warmed I think, him. I, I think, think it's, so. It's like I think nice, he might like it now. It's, he like, it's, like, it's like, I didn't love oysters when I was younger. Yeah. Now I yeah. love now them. I love he's, them. He's, his palate has matured. <laughs> His linguistic palate <laughs> has matured. Oh my god. That is some yeah. well, A class dribble. Oh. oh. Oh, it's fuck. not wrong, is it? No, no, you're 100 no, right. Wrong at all. That's why it's a class drill. How do you consume uh, the greatest games, both summer and God summer and winter sport, mm. when you're over in America? How do you get around that? Oh yeah, that's huge. That's huge for me. I'm lucky. I'm lucky because like most of the most of the summer for God's summer game, I'm back home here in Australia at least for four weeks or so. So I get a couple of tests in. One of my all times is 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 paying homage to the Godfather at the City Test. Yeah, we um, don't. It's just the God. We don't. Obviously, he's it's, Godfather. it's the Godfather. Yes, I kiss the ring and and have a great couple of days. Not. I like day two and three. It's always yeah. a good yarn. Yeah. Moving day and yeah. you know, you're always you're gonna see the boys bat and bowl. That's it. You want a, you want a nice mix. I want to see both. And obviously, um, pay your respects to, to the, the late the late Jay McGrath. Oh, absolutely. And day three. Absolutely. It's mate. It's one of the great sporting oh, events in the world now. It's fantastic. There's a, there's a certain. They're doing it. They're doing it at Lords now. So Andrew oh, Strauss's yeah. wife, who passed away from she breast does, cancer, they do the red one, don't they? The red day, I believe, day two, don't something like that. It's great. Day. They do red, yeah, red day. day. Yeah. Love it's it. fantastic. Yeah. Love so it. So it's a movement, mate. Yeah. Which is great. But I also I also live by the when I don't quite make it home for a couple of tests. ABC Grandstand. I mean, you can't go wrong. I mean, you the cannot. The dulcet go wrong. tones of Jim Maxwell. Jim Maxwell. I mean, I'd like Jim Maxwell to read me bedtime stories. Like, oh. if we could get him that co-opt him for a couple oh. of books, and if, just have him in the air reading you. If you Audible know. haven't approached him to do some books, then they will. Work. They will now. If Audible haven't approached him to record every and any cricket-based book that mm. they have on that their they brain, have, yeah. then they've then they've they've, they've dropped the ball. They've dropped well, they've the ball. failed miserably. Yeah. And whoever's in charge needs to be taken out the bat and, and whipped publicly. Whipped publicly, or <laughs> yes. shot. Um, and then for God's winner game, I have found the Watch NRL app, and this has saved my life. Mm. It has saved my life. So this is uh, a fantastic app where you can watch anywhere overseas. I pay, I think it's a hundred bucks or so for the season. No I get, brainer. I get every single game, all state of origin, all finals. Oh. Uh, Everything like that. And you don't have to use a uh, one of those fucking... No, VPN. No, no, no. no I watch yeah, it anywhere no I am. VPN, yeah. I watch it in America. I watch wherever I am in the world, I get yep. to watch it. I get Fox League Channel live or on demand. Oh. Every show live or oh. on demand. I get KO minis of every game. Do so, you really? So if if I'm waking up a little dusty on a Sunday, bounced. somewhere in the world, a little bounced mm. on a, somewhere in the world on a Sunday, and all I need... And I've watched the Manly game. I've watched this get up. And the only thing kind of on offer that I haven't like watched highs of is like... The KO mini of the uh, let's say let's say the Gold Coast Titans versus the West Tigers. Yeah, probably the best way to enjoy that. That's game. a fantastic KO mini yes. when you're bounced on a Sunday on yeah. the other side of the world, watching your own rom coms. Oh, exactly. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, rom coms are rom com. Rom coms are rom com. That's I mean, true. You can't get past that. 
But um, yeah, that's that's really saved my life. It really I has. didn't know that really they has. had that on offer because I was always under the impression really that has. it was like VPN. Dude, I used to have to. Yeah. I used to have to like find dodgy YouTube channels that would put up highlights that would get taken down in like thirty minutes. Yeah, mm. to be just it immediately on. It was it was a struggle for me, and I had to like, you know, state of origin time. I would yes. have to like. Because, you know, sometimes it's like three in the morning, mm. it, especially if I'm in Los Angeles. Grand final, state origin, that's two o'clock in the morning. There's no bars open. They're all shut. Nah, right. So I'm sitting there finding some strange stream on my phone or like wherever it is to try and just hear the dulcet tones of Ray, Ray, Rabbit's Warren. Yeah. Mm. But now I've got Watch NRL app and I just load up. I was in, uh, where was I for game three, the decider this year? And I was up and about. I was in Berlin. And I had one of the great games of rugby league. One of the great games of rugby league. And I'd done everything I could to bounce myself out for it. But (laughs) I was up and about, and I had every bit of blue that I had in my suitcase on my person. Perfect. And I just looked it up, hooked it up to the TV that my mate was staying at. He had Apple TV. It was just, it all worked out perfectly. Technology these days. And it's midday, and I'm in Berlin, and I am going bananas (laughs) watching. One of the all-time New South Wales doing a Queensland on Queensland. Yeah, oh, that well, that's was, it. That was, that was that's the turn of the tide. But ju- we have a got we've got a lot of international listeners. So just so they're Shit clear, of them. where do where if I want to watch or they want to watch rather NRL from any part of the globe. I believe the app is called, and I'm just going to do a quick Dior because it's no, like absolutely, this is almost a public called, service. This is a live Dior the public watch service. NRL. There you go, punters. It's a little like blue and green. It looks very much like the Fox League Channel logo. Yep. That's it. And obviously, uh, Cricket Australia Live. That's the other one I do. Perfect. So, yeah, Perfect. That's it. But so, watch NRL app. It'll cost you 100 bucks or so. It's a no-brainer, mate. No. mate it'll I would pay, lives. honestly, and I'm being honest here, if there was some sort of paywall in front of State of Origin games, I'd pay four, 500 you, bucks. Yeah. You, you get a bunch of blokes together. You would. Would. You no, have absolutely. To. It's a main event. Yeah. So if you're getting yeah, it's 100, a main event. But, but it's more than it's that. <laughs> it's, it's a lot more it's than that. You know what I mean? It is more it's our that. main event. There's so yeah. many main events. So I'm, I'm putting that to a factor it. of six or seven. Well, so I, if you're I, getting all of that it, for 100 look, bucks, it's a fucking no-brainer. For no the three set of Origin games a year, that's what, 30-something bucks? Every day of the week. And then every you get the so it's a three state of origin games. You get every game of the season. You get KO yeah. minis. You get access to, access to Fox League live and on demand. Fuck so every hell. single every single program they have once they have so you get the Matty Jones show. You get NRL three sixty. Matty Jones oh, podcast. Mate. I get uh, Professor's late hit if I have absolutely nothing to watch. <laughs> 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 uh, it's all up, Professor. <laughs> I, I get I get highlights. I get uh, I get uh, interview post game interviews. Mm. Like the oh, full post game interview. Phenomenal. When I need to see Des run his hand through that gold the golden hair. hair and just tell him how the boy's done good and played hard, yeah. I get it. That's fucking brilliant. It's brilliant. Have you, what are you like in, in terms of converting Americans to, you know, to State of Origin, for example, which we know is like, a, it's one of the great contests. You always yeah. hear these stories of, of Yanks coming out for, for whatever reason in the country, they go to a game and they're always blown away. Is that something that you've, you know, gone out of your way to do, going like, let's say you're working on a movie and, and falls at State of Origin yeah. time, you like, Matt, you need yeah, yeah, to yeah. watch yeah. this yeah. contest yeah, because I converted it's... a Canadian on holiday, the guy playing um, Emma's brother in it. Okay, Jake, there we go. J- his name's Jake Manley. I was like, I already Fuck like off. I already like you. Yeah. 
Um, great bloke. Shout out to Jake. You're definitely not listening. But no, sure. but well, he might be, dude. Well, brother, yeah, yeah, yeah. Walk well, that back. After I explained state of origin to him, yeah. he's listening. He yeah. might be. Um, converted him. He loved it. Um, he got into the banter straight away. So I told him about state of origin. Like, big game coming up. Da-da-da. I walk into my trailer for work one day and just printed out is the Queensland Rugby League logo on an A4 piece of paper. Oh, great. And he's just like, I'm like, you've got it. You, you understand it. Yeah, here you go, you're in. And also, you're wrong. Yeah, But yeah. you understand. <laughs> yeah, But you're in the ballpark. Wrong you're in the state. You're but he's doing, he's trying his hardest. He's doing his best. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to show a couple people that. And like, they also think I'm bananas when I watch it. Because I mean, we go... Well, we can't help it. We can't help it. You can't help it. It's, 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 it's not it's something... It's in you, bro. It's in It's a visceral sort of reaction. I was lucky enough when I was 11 years old, I got to play for New South Wales in rugby league and beat Queensland. There you go. So it's part of me. I've played as New South Wales on the rugby league game and <laughs> yeah. I've beaten Queensland. It's yeah. part of me. Yeah. But the one thing that I do like to try and convert the Yanks on, especially the Yanks, is God's summer game. Have and to. I, I, I had a... Look. They all, don't get it. I had, I had half a rugby league skinful and I was talking to this one bloke about it and I came up with this just tirade this like two and a half minute just spiel on what cricket is test cricket test cricket yeah and the person like next to me once I finished was like you need to write that down (laughs) I understand cricket now I just went on this whole stupid dribble about not stupid a poetic diatribe this whole dribble about how it's a man in armour, a knight in armour, standing in front of a castle, having rocks catapulted at him, yep. and he's got a which is what it is, and and that it's a that it's the game that England taught their soldiers and officers to go and conquer the world, and all the unwritten laws. I just went on this whole dribble. Also, that it's laws, not rules. Laws, laws, not rules, and that there's so many unwritten ones as well, and just all these things. And this, like, American was like. I'm going to watch some cricket now. Yeah, you got it. Like, okay, have I got one of them? I'm happy. Have you got five days? Yeah. Yeah. And that's Because you'll need them. You'll that's need one them. thing I do that they just, man, was it good for like a week? I'm like, almost. Yeah, essentially. Almost. Yeah, a working week, yeah, yeah. if you're lucky. Week, yeah. If you've got time off. But yeah, but what, you, what you've got to understand, Yank, is that after <laughs> after Melbourne Cup in Australia, everyone sort of shuts off until Feb 1. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, we've, we've got start, five yeah, days to sit season. around. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Well, 25. Yeah, exactly. We've got 25 full days to do five. But we've got five in a row. Yeah. Dude, when, was, it, was it against, was it last Ashes when they all went five days? And we had literally 25 days of test cricket for a summer. I don't summer. know. I can't remember. I think it might have been. I, I think it was we should have celebrated it. I, they, we did. We, I remember commenting up on it. We were like, we've had 25 oh, days of we test got, cricket. I think, I think we, yeah, we, we certainly got very, very close. We had 25 days of test cricket. The full I could do shebang. with 30. I could do with another test if I'm Dude, just I being could, selfish. I could do with absolutely another test. And you boys dribbled about it the other day. Move the November one. The mm-hmm. one at the start of November. No, but I do like the November. Just add another one. Add Let's another one. Tests. Yeah, because I look. I also understand that you want to start with the Gabba, which can always still happen. But you can but still move it back. Yeah. Yeah, but also that's because like, sometimes they're throwing one in like early November. I'm like, bro, come on, come on, come on. But it's a what good little doing? like. Hey, guess what's coming up? Summer. It's a it's a nice little like, leg opener little to things. the summer. But there is a period, P's and D's. Just sorry that I need to hamper on about this, but I do need to. The Australian Open tennis. Let's just throw uh, a date out there. The no, but no, but it's, let's throw, it starts. Let's It starts fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth. Twentieth this year, right? Okay, but like it could yeah, be fourteenth. Yeah. on what the Monday. Fourteenth's about the earliest, yeah. right? There is there is time for a test in between the Sydney test oh, and the Australian absolutely. Open. Absolutely. And there's there's days on the clock. Like we did a podcast. There was nothing to talk about during that period yeah. of time. Well, that's and that's also because we had to go to India and play the one day, which was shocking. In which and of itself. which if we had a little like. One day, I think. Look, I get up about that. I mean, some of the great moments in cricket. 
Bevan beating the West Indies in the last ball. Do you know I was at that game? Really? Yes, I was a young fella. We'd been to the races, my mother and father and I, mm. and I was a young fella. And we we're like, we came out of the races at Randwick, and we're like, oh, well, let's go see the cricket. And we went to the cricket for a little bit, and we we're getting flogged. And we go, ah, oh. Dad goes, ah, oh, we'll beat the traffic. We'll get out of here. And we're listening on the radio home back to the Northern Beaches. Oh no! And we hear that they're going to do it, and that Michael Bevan hits a four straight pack pass the bowler to win the game oh shit and we are like we left at it. least we were there yeah at yeah. least we were there yeah I mean there's almost would... the story's almost better that you missed it exactly I mean yeah brushes in, with in, lame in, right? in terms of brushes, yeah, brushes, brushes with lame, lame. Brushes yeah. with I had lame. a brushes with lame the other day walked past Steve Menzies in the course of Manly oh yeah. was Just, he looking good oh, no one's ever looked fitter at his like, post he's in the fight mate he's looks bigger now than he ever did he's in comeback Nick and I just you know I just like nodded Steve. I mean, look, if you think for a second a guy that's played more than 500 games of first grade rugby league in Steve Menzies isn't prepared to put his hand up if the state ever needed oh him. Like, he's, he's that sort of guy. He'd be back he's in a so yeah. If we lost Zero and Joel, guess who's playing number 11? Beaver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. on a dollar contract. Oh, oh, mate, he'd pay us. Yeah, exactly. No, he'd, he'd pay, pay the club. He'd, he'd pay the club. He'd pay, he'd pay, he'd pay, pay the club. Um, look, he'd shout the hill. If you got anything else to... Uh, I, just wanted, I just wanted to ask this. Now... Like, obviously, I've spent fuck all time in America. Like, I've, I've visited a handful of times, right? But I've never lived there like you have. Our sporting culture is obviously quite fucking dominating, right? Like, as men, particularly, we, it consumes us, right? A lot of the time. Is it? Is it? What's it like in America? Is it similar in that sense? That sort of, like, overwhelming need to just talk yeah. sport constantly? And what do you enjoy? Okay, so I the thing about America and sport and their like sporting culture, which is huge, which by is the way. it's nonstop. Yeah, it's nonstop. So there's an there's basketball, baseball, and hockey that play three games a week. Yeah, like it is always on. Yeah. Except, there for is football, no, yeah, except for football, except they play they play one game a week for sixteen weeks and then it's playoffs, right? Yeah, it's it's just constant. There's always something on, and they bleed into each other. Mm. You know, it's it's that's the crazy bit. Like it is. There's no, there's no, there's no rest. There's no, there's no rest. There's no, no February. February. No, but not even that. Night. It's like okay, like because we've got rid of the Monday game. There's no Mon There's no rugby league Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And there's no, yeah. and there's no AFL America, Monday, Tuesday. There's, something there's something no like AFL every night. either on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. There's literally a sports drought for three days of the week. Yeah, like almost half the week. But in America, there's like not really a downtime. Yeah, it's constant. Um, it's great though. Like there is this, there is this. I feel that it's a bit diluted that way. Like it is. In the, well, there's almost too much. There's almost too much. There's something. Okay, well, I can't really keep up. Like I, I can't really keep up with the hockey. Like I can't really keep up with the basketball. But the the one sport that I do love, I do love college football. Mm. I love college football. I'm a huge Alabama Crimson Tide fan. Roll and tide. look, roll tide. Um, and for anyone out there, all the dribblers and punters that uh, think they know that I'm just a bandwagon guy. Actually, when I first moved to Los Angeles, when I first moved to America in 2010, I lived with someone and when I moved into the house he said to me do you like college football and I said yeah sure I like it he goes do you have a team I go no I don't have a team he goes yes you do you live in this house you go for the Alabama Crimson Tide I went absolutely so we've just kind of passed decades am I, am I correct in saying that national like championships, so. col college football is almost bigger than the NFL it in is, terms of the like attendance bigger. the stadium's well, there's bigger more, there's more yeah. teams like I think I think Dior punishes but I think five of the biggest Stadiums in the US are college. Oh, yeah, they're all yeah. The big house oh, in Michigan, shit. Bryant Denny, the Alabama yeah. Stadium, the Horseshoe at uh, Ohio State University. Yeah. I the mean, new, the new Texas Longhorn Stadium is yeah, about hundred massive. It's, it's huge. But the thing is, as well, like there's places. So Alabama, right? College football is there's two teams in in the college in Alabama. There's 
the Alabama Crimson Tide and there's the Auburn Tigers and they're also called War Eagle. Hmm. Um, they are so big and everyone in Alabama loves them so much. So they're there both is, in they're both, they're, both in they're, the, they're the two Alabama teams. There is no professional team in Alabama. There's no room because everyone loves Auburn or Alabama oh, so much. And right. if you think of Alabama, Shit. they love football like more you, than anything. More than anything, but they don't want a professional team. They've they, got the Crimson Tide or they've got War Eagle. Yeah, and the Iron Bowl. When they play each other, it's called the Iron Bowl because it used to be played in Birmingham, which was a steel town. Oh, it's called the damn. Iron Bowl, and it's over the Thanksgiving weekend. It is epic, biblical. Oh, it is biblical. Do you know who went to Auburn? Bo Jackson. Cam Newton went to Auburn. Cam Newton went and to he Auburn. won the he won the championship exactly. with with Auburn. exactly Mark Ingram. Didn't he just get he just got out like uh, the in terms of like the greatest season by a quarterback was just the LSU that was, that was Joe Burrow's Joe, Joe Burrow yeah. that was he just huge, took him over dude. though because Cam Newton was like the yeah. one who'd had like this Joe Burrow had season, an and Joe amazing Burrow season was a bit dude. of a journeyman the, of sorts the, and the only college game I've been to is an LSU game. Louisiana State University in Baton Undefeated Rouge. fucking season. That was huge. Won the Heisman. Yeah. Yes. So like, won the national massive, championship. Massive. They, they reckon Came, greatest yeah. season ever by a football yeah. team and greatest individual season yeah. ever in yeah. the history of the game. Now, yeah. I don't follow... And they always say... He like, looks like a knob. I'm just going to say. No, I he's, help it. he's I just, good. I haven't never heard him interviewed, so he could be a good guy, but you he can't looks... Get, you can't not get about him. But they reckon that forevermore he'll be able to walk across the bayou. Like, yeah, I mean, what yeah, right. that fucking means. So when, when I went when yeah. I went to LSU, I went to Tiger Stadium. Who knows? Hopefully, it means a lot for Joe. Yeah. Oh, it's huge. Well, he get he'll get huge. drafted, right? Uh, absolutely. I don't. Yeah, I think this might have been his last he's year. So yeah, I think yeah, he's he'll, he'll be number one. one. Like, absolutely. He's going to go to. He's probably going to go to the. I think the Bengals or the Browns. I think the Bengals maybe. Um, who can't take a trick ever. Um, but I went to Tiger Stadium one time. The one time I went to a college game. Is college football ridiculous? It is epic. Epic. I was working in New Orleans. It was 2011, and this was. I went to Baton Rouge, and it's about a 45 minute drive. You just drive through the bayou, and then you take a left, and there's a 90,000 person stadium. Jesus Christ! And you walk in, and there's trumpets and shit. Dude, like... there's 140,000 people outside, and there's a 90,000 seat stadium. And then when everyone goes in, there's still 40,000 people. That's that tailgating outside. thing. Yeah, it's a tailgating thing. Well, the boys the were saying thing. that when they went to Texas you to, uh, to Austin, they were like. You know, there's 300,000 people tailgating and then there's 100,000 people in the state. There's still 200,000 yeah. people outside. outside. And they and they got pop-up tents and generators with crazy? plasma screens. And what and they, are they? They just, they just want to be there. They just want to be there. It's just the vibe. That's where you go to watch it. That's and I heard this I heard this great quote when I went there and it was like, uh, I was I went with like a season ticket holder for the, for the Tigers. His whole family's gone to LSU and it was really, really amazing experience. And they told me this great quote from like another... SEC, which is like the conference, Southeastern Conference, which is the best conference there is. If anyone tries to say that there's no better conference, then... They'll be whipped. Yeah, they'll be whipped. <laughs> but the one coach from the SEC, they asked him in a press conference one time, what's the hardest thing What's the hardest thing about playing at Tiger Stadium? And he goes, well, first of all, you can smell the bourbon on the field. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no alcohol allowed in the stadium. <laughs> Holy so they go nuts. Yeah. Like they don't like you don't sit down. Like it's four hours and you don't sit down. I will say this down. though. I will say this. Having never been there, I can say one hundred percent that it's no book file. No. Look, it's, it's no, no HD, HD live on no Sunday, Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Uh, Sunday, March fifteenth against fading the storm. Light. Four PM oh fading light. I've been to, do you know what game I was at for the Mighties? I was at their greatest ever comeback against the Penrith Panthers, this is 0405 Dior, but we came back from like 31 10 down. And it was when BK was bringing us up. 
Ben Kennedy. And it was wow, like, what a signing. And it was just vitamin BK. Yeah. <laughs> Get a bit of vitamin BK in here. Yeah. Um, that was an epic game. And I was at it. I was, yeah. You were there. 2004, 2005. It was an all-time, all-time win. I think there's a great YouTube video of it when Jamie, when Killer, he bombs to the corner and we like score in the corner and Rabs, his call is, Manly, it gets up. Manly gets up, they'll say. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. That's the yeah. win, and like, and Jamie Sowers going nuts and all Dude, that stuff. Dude, I remember that game. I think I was at that game, but I that was that wasn't two thousand four. No, that, no, was that was later. That was like that was like five six. That was more of a recent game. I think. Like, no. I reckon that's even tens ish. No, no, that's not tens ish. Soward? I guess he played pre tens. Oh, maybe. No, but he, I know he, you well, mean. He, well, he won the grand final with the Dragons in 2010. Yeah, I'm just thinking about when Lyon was that. at Manly, though. Lyon wasn't at Manly until t- 2007, I reckon. If I was to just do some mental <laughs> deal. Right. Anyway. But still, I know the game you're talking about. Like, it was yeah. an absolute. Semantics. 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 It was a great Manly win. It was a famous, it was a great, famous Manly win. Uh, now, we've, uh, we ask all our athlete friends this. Yeah. Of which we have a fuckload of athlete friends. Well, uncountable. It's a, yeah, Countless. It's a, innumerable. 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 Uh, what'd you get in the beep test? My best beep test? Yeah. And be honest. I'm going to yeah. be brutally honest with you. Don't put cream on don't this. You, no, I'm not going to put cream on top. Don't you put mayo um, on this beep test. I would test. love to actually... Look, I'd hate to do one, but I'd actually love to know. Well, me and Eddie probably need to get a beep test out at some Let's point. Let's get one out. I'd love to get one out. But what was it? Look, I think I was in the... 14s or 15s. Ooh, that's impressive. It's I was strong. at 14s or that's 15s. That's strong. I never, like, I never got like crazy, but I was definitely up the. We'll up be doing. Right. Probably we'll have to do one. You're I, in desperate mine was, trouble. Mine was 12.5. No, the, I, I, I know. I know that I was. I was actually long distance. That's 15 one thing. 15-1? Do we yeah. believe that punters dribble? Would I put cream on? No, I it's guess unfair. <laughs> not. Am I in the business of telling fibs? You're not in the business of putting cream on, but maybe in beep test you are. I don't but know, in the, we'll but when I was doing the, the, those rowing years, that, that yeah, was yeah, okay. no, yeah, big yeah. engineer. Big yeah, VO2 capacity. Yeah. Would I get above 10 now uh, on a miracle of prayer? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Could you imagine what I would get? Oh Fuck. my god! It'd be uh, despicable. Uh, you walk the first six. Yeah. So. <laughs> Is seven maybe? I don't oh know. shit! Um, well, I don't think there's anything more else to cover That's here. Beautiful. I think we've we've covered it. Uh, you know, top to bottom, yeah. left to right, yeah. east to holistically. west, holistically. Holistically. Uh, I Look, guess there's nothing else to say. Thanks for coming in, mate. Always good to catch up. Uh, Loved having. We have had John before. Right, but that was like I think that one's been lost in the ether. It's, I think that has been They're lost not live. in the ether. No, they aren't live. They're the they secret episodes, the secret tapes. Yeah, you had to have been there. You had to have been there for it. Was it was like Woodstock. Yes. <laughs> yeah, mate. Uh, uh, I like to thank the P's and D's, the punters and yes, the dribblers. You're rocking the uh, the Hello Sport I'm, Midnight Blue hat. Now we'll say he's yes, a member. One of one, and now it's yours. He's a member. Thank you very much. So very uh, much. they uh, are on sale now. Punters, dribblers, you can go get them. Link in the bio on the Instagram. Beer soon, Luke. Thank you for coming on, bro. Thanks, buddy. Cheers. Cheers. To Manly's 2020 assault on the Premiership. Ooh, baby. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs>